The following program is produced by Rosado Marketing. The views and opinions of the host and guests are not necessarily those of this station. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio has helped thousands of listeners make the right decisions when buying homes or refinancing. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. Pleased to be with you again on a very nice Nevada day talking about real estate and real estate for investors. You know, even if you're buying your first home, very first home you've ever owned. In a way, you're beginning to become a real estate investor because you're going to have to keep track of how much you paid, your closing costs, appraisals, inspections, everything that investors are doing, you're doing when you buy your first primary residence. A lot of people have done that, though, and they're ready to take advantage of the rising market. They're maybe looking at their first investment home or a second home in the beautiful state of Nevada. In order to get that done, you need to make sure that you have a team of professionals you're working with that you know, like, and trust. Some of those professionals with us today, in fact, are going to be able to give you the information you need if you're looking to pull the trigger on a great real estate investment or even investments of any other kind. We talk about a lot here on Nevada Real Estate Radio. And today my guests in the studio, first of all, is David Washburn. David is a hard money lender at Socotra Capital Nevada. Welcome to the show, David. Thank you, Peter. Great to be here. It's great to have you back. I hope things are being uh, active and positive for you this summer. Spring, yeah, summer? you know, we, uh, we've seen a very dynamic spring and we're gearing up for an even busier summer yeah. as the market continues to appreciate and rates stay low and, and people are uh, definitely moving assets these days. Yeah, it's nice to see the economy continuing to move in the right direction too because the nation's economy has a big impact, of course, on what ha- what's happening locally in real estate and it seems to still be maintaining. You know, it's kind of like falling forward in, in some cases, but things do appear to be more positive all the time and I'm sure that's the reason people are talking to you. Are they investors, quite frankly? Or are they looking to buy big deals or is it smaller uh, one unit type of deals? You know, we're seeing it all the way across the board. We're seeing folks who are looking to fix and flip small one unit deals, even condos, all the way up to people making large land development plays and looking to uh, build whole subdivisions mm-hmm. and commercial properties. So we're wow. seeing the entire spectrum. Yeah, a lot of good things happening throughout the state of Nevada and specifically northern Nevada. Today we have uh, John Spinola who works in northern Nevada. He's a real estate investment counselor at Atlas Red Realty. Hope you're doing well today, John. Unbelievable, Peter. It's exciting to be in this kind of a real estate market, isn't it? A lot more positive things to think about when you see that values are going up, that, yeah, there's a short supply, but, you know, people want in. Yeah. No, we got a lot of people looking for properties. Um, we've got uh, commercial properties are moving, but slowly a mm-hmm. lot of the investors, we call it the Tesla effect. The Tesla effect. They, yeah. they suddenly think that their property is instantly worth a whole bunch more money when nothing's really happened yeah. yet. But, yeah. So that's kind of slowed things. The cap rates are are stalling a little bit in that in that sellers and buyers sellers aren't or buyers aren't paying what the sellers think it's worth well so they're looking yeah. at returns and mm-hmm. and the returns aren't there I want to talk more about the tesla effect later in the show there was a great article in the newspaper today that i want to see if you can get, I can get some commentary about the tesla effect right here in reno nevada also with us in the studio lou carr lou's the branch manager of summit funding how are you doing today lou 
I'm doing fantastic, Peter. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Um, I always enjoy being on Nevada Real Estate Radio. And we enjoy having you too, Lou, because it seems like very often people contact you afterwards and say, hey, Lou, can you help me out with this? Can you help me out with that? Everybody's got to talk to a lender nowadays before they can get to see property, right? It's absolutely true. And, and there are no questions that are not good questions, mm-hmm. because if you are interested in real estate and you want to you know, get involved. Maybe it's your first house or maybe your first investment property. There, there are just a million questions all the time. And I really actually enjoy helping people um, figure out what they want to do. You bet. I know you do that. And uh, we talk to a lot of the same people, Lou. I'm anxious for you to share with us some advice and guidance that you might have for our listeners who are looking to pull the trigger on a real estate deal with financing later in the show. I'd love to do that, Peter. Thank you very much. Awesome. Also with us today is an invited guest is Jamie Cook. Jamie is an enrolled agent. You know, it wasn't not maybe a year or two ago that I found out what an enrolled agent is. <laughs> I love enrolled agents. I didn't even know that. <laughs> and Jamie is also with a company called MC2 Wealth Strategies. It looks on the business card kind of like MC Squared. Solutions. MCQ Ball Solutions, right? <laughs> Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. This is super fantastic. I am so happy to be here today and share some ideas and maybe help some of your listeners out there. So I'm looking forward to it. You and I met not too long ago, and we chatted about having an associate of yours on the show. He's from Idaho. He couldn't make it today. But guess what? We connected him up via telephone. With us in the studio via phone is Stan Crow. Stan Pleasure to be with you. Hey, it's awesome to have you two here. So, Stan, let our listeners know where you are residing right now that you're calling into our show. Boise, Idaho, and I can hear you all the way from there. Oh, man, we're talking too loud. <laughs> hey, how do you live with that blue grass I hear about up there in the uh, in the stadium? Is it really blue? <laughs> yes, Idaho is famous for that. Yeah, actually, I've seen it, and it's really, really a cool thing to see. Idaho is a fun town. kind of reminds me. Of Reno in some ways, you know? Has a lot of history, a lot of culture. Yes, that's right. And you and Jamie, of course, have known each other for a while. So, Jamie, why don't you share with us what the two of you do, how you're related, what kind of work you guys are doing. Um, Actually, I met, uh, I got introduced to this concept we're going to talk about today. It's called a monetized installment sale. And uh, Stan Crow is a Harvard grad uh, attorney, and he is the nation's expert in this area um, and so I'm so excited for him to be on the show with us today. So how this really came about for me, I'll tell you a little story, is I had a client in California with a resident property and he had lived there for a number of years and uh, his basis in this property was you know right about a million dollars and he was getting ready to retire and so he decided you know, to sell his residence, and now the the home appreciated to about three point five million dollars. Mm-hmm. So obviously, we have a little bit of a tax issue, and um, in addition to that, we have uh, this. Uh, the state of California also has uh, when you're when you're selling real estate, it it um, goes against ordinary income, not necessary capital gains, plus your federal capital gains. So there was a significant tax issue, and so he was looking for a way to maybe diverse divert some of those taxes for a little bit uh, further down the road. And so that's how the conversation that really caught my eye, that we're able to save this guy some significant money mm-hmm. um, and pay taxes with discounted dollars. John Spinola, doesn't it kind of sound like a 1031 exchange at this point? Yeah, actually, the purpose is, is similar in that we're, we're 
pushing taxes down the road, uh-huh. but in, in the case of a 1031, you need to re- buy a replacement property. Uh-huh. And if I understand what Jamie's doing, you actually get a cash-in-hand program. So Is, is that right, Jamie? I'm going to go ahead and defer <laughs> this to Stan as the expert. And oh, I mean, we're so lucky to have him. I'm going to yeah. let him chime in on this So one. let us know, Stan. How does this work? Yes. My company, which is Escrow Collateral Corp., is a dealer in capital assets, which means that we buy and sell capital assets, typically appreciated assets, and we buy them on installment contracts that are no money down, interest only, and non-amortizing, with the entire principal paid in 30 years. So the seller gets none of the real estate proceeds or the sale proceeds up front and therefore is not taxed up front. But at the same time, we have a relationship with a lender which is willing to lend to our seller an amount up front which is typically equal to about 95% of the selling price. So the seller typically gets about 95% after costs, about 93.5% upfront, non-taxable loan proceeds. And the thing that really makes this sensational from the seller's point of view is that the lender agrees in the loan agreement that if escrow collateral corp does not pay the seller what we're supposed to pay on the installment contract, then to that extent, the seller doesn't have, can't be compelled to pay on the loan. And we're required under the terms of our installment agreement to pay the seller the amount of money that the seller is required to pay to the lender. So if we don't, it's the lender who takes that risk, not the seller. And the seller can't be required to come up with the difference. And we didn't invent the term monetized installment sale. The IRS invented that term, and that's what we do. The reason why most people have not heard about it is that it's not easy to do. Mm. With the 1031 exchange, an an industry has grown up, which makes it possible for people easily to do 1031 exchanges. That has not yet happened for monetized installment sales. Monetized installment sales. Is this a legal transaction in all 50 states or only in certain parts of the country? All 50 states because it's under the Internal Revenue Code, which provides for tax deferral for installment sales. Mm -hmm. What's different here from the historically commonplace installment sales is that here there's also a loan to the seller at the same time the installment sale is entered into. So there are two transactions, an installment sale and then a loan from a separate lender. Mm -hmm. And then our payments on the installment contract fund the repayment of the loan. The provision for this has been in the Internal Revenue Code since 1980, but it's not easy to work out a relationship with a lender to do this kind of thing and take the risk that I've mentioned. So that's why it's uh, the industry has not, an industry to do this has not developed as it has for 1031 exchanges. We're talking with Stan Crow, and Stan is calling in from Boise, Idaho. Also with us in the studio is Jamie Cook, and she is here with us in the studio. She's with MC2 Wealth Solutions. We also have in the studio Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding, Parks, Nevada. We have John Spinola from Atlas Red Realty. He's a real estate investment counselor. And Dave Washburn is with us. He's a hard money lender at Socotra Capital. 
Stan, we've all got a bunch of questions we've written down here already for you, and we want to talk to you more. However, we have to take a quick break. We'll be back after this message from our sponsors. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1-800-254-5779. Sage International. This is Vince Scott from Sotheby's International Realty Lake Tahoe. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he asks good questions that are relative to the subject matter, and he keeps the show very interesting. Peter Padilla is a great host, very informed, and well-educated. The best thing you can do for your business, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. You picked a good day to tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. We're talking with industry experts in real estate, not only from the local area in Reno, Nevada, but also across the country. Today we have via telephone, Stan Crow. Tell us a little bit about your company, Stan. My company is Escrow Collateral Corp. We're a dealer in capital assets, and we help people defer the taxes for 30 years when they sell appreciated assets. And they're because of the relationship we have with the lender, they can receive upfront at closing non-taxable loan proceeds from the lender instead of taxable sale proceeds. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That is amazing. And how long have you been doing this kind of work, Stan? It. Uh, I have several answers, and they're not the same, but they're all true. Okay. And, and, and the first answer is that the first transaction I did as a forerunner of this, I did in my former life as a lawyer for a client in 1995. Mm-hmm. The client came to me with the tax problem of selling an appreciated asset. I developed the forerunner of this put it into place for them, and now, 20 years later, they've still not had to pay their capital gains tax. Well, they got 10 more years to go. So, That's awesome. But I did not think of it as a business at the time, and it was 10 years later, in 2005, when I went to a continuing legal education seminar on advanced 1031 exchanges. Uh-huh. And one of the lawyers there, toward the end of the day, asked the professor or told the professor that he had a client who had done a series of 1031 exchanges, had a large built-up untaxed gain, and now wanted an exit strategy without paying tax. And he asked the professor if he had an exit strategy. And the professor said, and this is a quote, other than dying, no. Mm. And everybody laughed. But I suddenly realized that what I had been done 10 years earlier was an exit strategy and decided to make a business out of it. So we're now in our 10th year. Jamie Cook is with us as well. MC Squared Wealth Solutions. And how long have you been doing your work? Oh, gosh. I've been in business, helping business owners, real estate investors since the late 80s. I am an enrolled agent. Let our listeners know, for those few out there that don't know what an enrolled <laughs> agent is, what you do. 
Well, uh, as far as a rolled agent goes, we're licensed to represent our clients in front of the IRS. So All right. that's what that, what, what that does. As a certified tax coach, I work with a team of professionals across the United States. And what we do is really tax planning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things happens when you, when you put all your receipts together and you go see your tax guy on April 15th, that's not the time to do planning. Really? Oh, and no. <laughs> yeah. <Don't> so <laughs> anyway, so I got intrigued. I learned a lot of different concepts, and this is one of them. Mm-hmm. And it's just fantastic to be able to help people because I believe the velocity of money in motion mm-hmm. is going to help our, our economy. Oh, yeah. And um, we can all benefit from that. My mother always said, keep that money moving. That's how it, that's how it grows. <laughs> that's you know? right. And so for the layman then, an enrolled agent, is, is it kind of like a CPA? Yeah, uh, we, we, we do taxes um, and are, are, we're licensed, as I said, if somebody has a conflict mm-hmm. with the IRS and audit. You we, guys can handle we that. We go in front of the IRS. Other guests in the studio as well, John Spinola, David Washburn, and Luke Carr. Lou, you were looking like you had a question, perhaps, for either our caller, Stan, or perhaps for Jamie. Well, yeah, I do. Uh, uh, Stan or Jamie, um, whomever can answer this, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to understand the concept. And so I picture myself as a seller of a piece of property. I am potentially gonna, going to uh, realize a pretty hefty tax consequence if I sell a piece of property. So really what is happening for me is I'm going to sell that piece of property. You know, I, I'm not so worried about who's buying it and all that, but I'm going to sell that piece of property and I'm going to get roughly 93 to 95% of my sales price right now, money up front. And then I don't have any tax consequence on that for 30 years down the road. Am I hearing that correctly? You are hearing it almost correctly. You're not actually receiving 93 and a half to 95% of the sale price. You're receiving a loan equal to about that amount of the sale price. So the money you're receiving is loan proceeds. You're not receiving sale proceeds. I- and as long as it's done correctly, and the Internal Revenue Code specifies how, as long as it's done correctly, then that loan is treated as a separate transaction. It's not part of the installment sale, but you get cash from the loan rather than cash from the sale and put off the tax on the sale for 30 years. Un- understandable. And I, I mean, I just, I think that's pretty awesome because if I'm in the same situation as a seller and and I mean I deal predominantly in residential real estate when you take out uh, real estate commissions and closing costs uh, and such I'm only receiving on a normal sale uh, and, and I realize it's loan proceeds not sale funds but I'm still only realizing maybe 92 to 94 percent of the sales price in a normal transaction, and there I do have potentially tax consequences. Yes, and here, to be precise, I should say that the loan proceeds will typically be equal to 93 and a half to 95% of the net sale proceeds after closing costs and commissions. Gotcha, okay, so what I don't understand, and maybe you can help me understand is, how does this look for the buyer? 
Is there a specific buyer on this piece of property or this is your company facilitating this whole transaction and then you guys figure out what you're going to do with the property afterwards? No, we do not do that. We do not close on the purchase until the ultimate buyer is in place. So much like an accommodator for a 1031 exchange, we're there only for the moment, so to speak, in which we buy and simultaneously sell. So it's still the seller's responsibility to find the ultimate buyer. Gotcha. Okay. And so what is this... Do, do you guys ever deal with buyers through your company, or that that's not a part of your your formula? It does sometimes happen. Almost always, all, virtually all of our dealings are with the seller. But there are instances in which the seller of a property or another capital asset is unwilling to sell at a price that the buyer is willing to pay. And the reason that the seller is unwilling to sell at the price the buyer is willing to pay is because of the taxes. So sometimes the buyer brings us into the situation to help the seller on the seller's taxes so that they can come to an understanding on a price that both of them can accept. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. So we have another question from uh, Dave Washburn, and Dave is with Socotra Capital. Stan, quick question here. How far in advance does the person selling the home need to be contacting somebody like you? It sounds like there's paperwork involved and there's obviously going to be a sale and an escrow open. What does that timeline look like for you guys to be able to execute this? It's very helpful if we can have two weeks or more of time before the closing. It's um, A month is good too, but the the essential thing is that the documents be put into place and agreed upon and signed before the closing. Okay, and and, and as a lender myself, I mean, we go through things like reviewing prelims and ordering valuations and those sorts of things. Is there is there any of that side of it involved in this since there is technically a loan in place? The interesting thing about the loan is that the loan is unsecured and it does not require that the seller qualify for the loan except by entering into the installment contract with my company. So there are no appraisals with regard to the loan and no requirement of showing credit worthiness. And the reason for that is not because the lender is negligent or stupid. It's because the lender is not relying on the seller's ability to pay the lender is relying on my company's ability to pay the seller so that the seller will have the money to pay the lender. So there's the three different elements um, of this process. The first element is that this, there's a, a buyer and a seller. And uh, just like you would put anything else up for sale. And so before the sale takes place, escrow collateral gets involved and they take constructive receipt of the sale property. Okay, that's piece number one. Piece number two, independent of that installment sale, is this lender that comes in and agrees to do the loan. And um, so the lender agrees to pay the seller, and uh, we use it for business purposes and uh, or investment. Step number three is really understanding the mechanics of the loan over that 30 years. 
Mm-hmm. So those are the three elements. And the other reason why we need two a good two weeks or so is that we want to do due diligence. So whether some, uh, someone's professional, uh, wealth advisors, their CPA, their attorney, we want to make sure that, you know, we do our due diligence and make sure that all the facts are out on the table and people completely understand what it is that they're entering. So it's hard to do that overnight. <laughs> you want to take a little bit of time and do your research. John Spinola from Atlas Red Realty has a question for you. Yeah, actually, I had several. Um, one is how many, how, how small a transaction does it make sense to do this with? If I have two or three hundred thousand, is that is that worth doing, or do I need to be in the two or three million dollar bracket? Our minimum is five hundred thousand. Okay. okay. And I'm curious to know, too, when we're talking about these transactions, Stan, are these for investment properties only, or can you include a primary residence in something like this? It's for the whole range of capital assets, and that means it can be for personal residences. It can be for um, mineral rights in property, water rights. It can be for business or investment property, and it can also be for non-real estate assets, such as the selling of a of a business or the capital stock in a business mm-hmm. or a partnership interest, an LLC, mm-hmm. contract rights. It can even be art and antique collections. Mm. So it, it's really quite a broad range. Wow. Can you use this on property that you have, let's say, that you own in a different country? I mean, are, are, does this cross the our international boundaries, this, this kind of activity as far as the tax code is concerned? This would be for assets in the U.S. or that are taxed in the U.S. It would not be for real estate that is elsewhere. It can be for real estate in the U.S. that is owned by a foreign person, but generally it would be for assets in the U.S. And let's say that you're a typical investor and you've just sold a $1 million house, right? And now you're thinking about utilizing your services as one option, or the other option would be just to pay the taxes, what would a typical tax bill for somebody who is just going to pay the taxes on the proceeds of the sale of a $1 million home be? Well, if the one, if the $1 million home is owned by a couple mm-hmm. and it's their primary residence, there's a $500,000 exclusion. Okay. If their, if their basis is zero and 500000 is excluded, then there's 500000 in gain, and that might be taxed at, depending on their income at the 15 or 20 percent rate, mm-hmm. there may be the, depending on the um, uh, state, there may be uh, state taxes up to, say, 13.3 percent in California. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you can do the math, and you can see that it can easily be 20 percent or 30 percent or sometimes 40 percent, depending on the personal circumstances and the state of residence. Wow, and if you use one of the, uh, we call it a monetized installment, um, if you use that process, you you come out with 92 to 94 percent of the sale price or of the net sales price. So there's a big difference in what you would end up with at that moment. Right, it's a huge difference, and then in 30 years the tax will be due. But the Federal Reserve's goal is for 2% inflation. And um, so the dollar, even if it's just the inflation is just at the level that the Federal Reserve wants it to be, will be worth approximately half then of what it is now. Yeah. So if you pay the tax with dollars that are worth half of what they are now, you've essentially gotten a 50% tax reduction. Mm. 
Uh, I know we have more questions for you and for Jamie, but we do have to take a quick break. So please hang on, Stan, and we'll be back after this message. This is Charlene Hamilton from Reno, Nevada. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he has referred me to great professionals in the real estate industry. Peter Padilla is a great source of information about real estate in northern Nevada. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1-800-254-5779. Sage International. This is Stan Crow from Boise, Idaho. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he's a great host. Peter Padilla is your real estate expert, and I urge you to pay attention to what he says. I'm enjoying my conversation like I am every week here on Nevada Real Estate Radio with industry experts, John Spinola from Atlas Red Realty. John, you're a great person to talk to when it comes to buying real estate, especially investment real estate, because you're an investor yourself. It's one thing to read it out of a book, and it's another thing to go through it as anybody who's developed any skill from riding a bicycle to uh, to doing real estate investment. <laughs> yeah. Dave Washburn is with us as well. Dave, you're a hard money lender at Socotra Capital. Loans for investors. So those are folks who are purchasing or refinancing non-owner occupied properties. So they're looking for either fix and flip loans or development plays, building new inventory that the market so desperately needs, uh, or just dealing with properties that are too fun or funky for banks to lend on, like yeah. mobile homes, churches, and the like. So yeah. that's what we focus on. We raise all of our own money. We're a direct lender, just looking to service those needs for folks like uh, John Spinola, who are doing fun uh, investment projects and need a little extra cash to get the deals closed. You guys can pull the deals together fast. Nowadays, you have to really be able to move quickly when you find the right property. It doesn't matter if it's primary residence or investment. There are a lot of people looking for good deals. And when you find a good deal, sure, you might have great credit and you might have the ability to get a mortgage. But it's going to take 30 days, maybe 40 days to close those deals. And some sellers can't wait that long. With hard money, you can pull the trigger fast. Yeah, so a standard loan for us closes in 10 to 14 days, but we can uh, close in as little as uh, five days. What we're looking at there is our specialty on being able to get out to the property quickly. You'll see me there on site doing the underwriting, reviewing your application, mm-hmm. and getting back to you uh, quickly with either a thumbs up or a thumbs down on that loan. That's how we can streamline the process. And then we're a direct lender so that uh, I'm actually writing the loan and, and funding it myself. That's something that we're actually seeing more and more of these days. We're writing six-month notes with no minimum and 
interest and no prepayment penalty. Mm. And really what we're doing there is giving those buyers just another arrow in their quiver because in today's hyper-competitive market, a lot of times the difference between getting the deal or not getting the deal is being able to close quickly. Yeah, and you don't uh, your feelings don't get hurt when they pay you the money back too fast? No, they don't. I understand <laughs> that's part of the business. And uh, in today's great low-rate environment, uh, really folks are looking for that exit strategy. They'd yeah. love to lock in those 30-year fixed loans uh-huh. on on residential property, so no hard feelings if you're getting those four percent interest rates. Those are those are fantastic. I have a few of those loans myself. Yeah, <laughs> hard money lending is a good thing for people that need it and need to pull the trigger quickly. If somebody wants to reach out to you, Dave Washburn at Socotra Capital, what's the best way? The best number for me seven seven five four two zero four nine nine zero. Excellent. Also with us in the studio today via telephone, Stan Crow. Stan is with Escrow Collateral. And also, uh, his associate is in the studio, Jamie Cook. She's an enrolled agent, and I see, Jamie, on your credentials here. It says CTC. What does that mean? That's a certified tax coach uh-huh. designation. And so what we focus on is is uh, looking for wealth transfers mm-hmm. and trying to increase ROI for the individuals. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about planning. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a way to get proceeds from the sale of a property without that heavy tax burden that most people have to deal with by using the services that you and uh, and your associate are talking to, to us about. So t- tell us again why this is so important from the s- savings of taxes. It's a big number, the difference between what you would pay one way versus the other. You know, one, one of the pain points that people have is taxes. <laughs> I hate taxes. And I don't like to be aggressive on taxes, but I like to be proactive. Mm-hmm. And this is a tool that you just, you really need to take a peek at and see if it fits your situation. Yeah. Um, I have a guy right now that I'm talking to, and it looks like with this strategy, he's going to be able to retire. No, oh, that's So, awesome. I mean, that that's huge. I mean, with so many Americans, we just haven't saved enough. Mm-hmm. And if we can find tools that help people do that, yeah. um, and, you know, expand their lifestyle and, uh-huh. and move forward, I mean, there's, it's a great place to be. I can think of a lot of creative ways to use this that we haven't even talked about on the show today. And uh, as a former lender, I've got certain questions because I'm thinking from my old career, what would I do? So sitting next to me here is Lou Carr, Lou's the branch manager of Summit Funding. And so Lou, uh, have you ever seen somebody come into your office with uh, an interest in getting a mortgage and you look at their history of properties that they've owned or income that they have or cash deposits and see something that was the net result of this kind of transaction? I don't think that I've specifically seen anything like this before. I mean, this is brand new to me. Um, it's very uh, intriguing and very exciting, but I don't think I've seen any anything that's anybody that's gone through this type of a transaction. If this is an interest for someone, we offer webinars and we get real technical and we uh, we really get in deep with this, mm-hmm. and I'd be happy to set it up so that people that are interested in this can yeah. take another deeper look. We're all really interested in the studio here. Let me tell you, listeners, you could save hundreds of thousands of dollars on these kinds of transactions by using this tool that most people don't know about. I didn't know about it until recently. Monetize installment loans, uh, sales. It's it's a it's a new deal for me, but it sounds like it's been around for quite a while, according to Stan. Stan, you did one, what, 10 years ago? Yes. 10 years ago. Yes, was, was it was it a pretty big deal? 
Yes, and one of the gratifying things for me about it is helping people sometimes with needs that you wouldn't otherwise think about. Yeah. As Jamie mentioned, the ability to retire where they might not be able to otherwise. Uh-huh. We had one circumstance in which a seller had a disabled daughter, and there was just no other way to come up with the money for her care. Yeah. So it's very satisfying to be able to help. Blue car, when we talk about not having seen those kinds of uh, activities on paper, you know, somebody has sold a transaction like this. I wonder how an underwriter would look at this as well. What's your thoughts on when they see these kinds of things? Because I, honestly, I hadn't heard about this kind of a transaction deal right, before. Right, yeah. And, and, you know, I don't even really know that we would see a tremendous amount on because you would, you, you know, the tax return is not going to reflect the liquidation of a property which caused a large tax burden in uh um, and maybe Stan can answer, you know, what this, I mean, I assume this this isn't going to appear on a tax return anywhere because you've got proceeds from a loan. You don't have the proceeds from the sale of a piece of property. Mm. So as a lender, I, I don't think we would really even see something like this. Well, yeah, but I mean, but, so, but, but your own residents say, well, what's, that, what's that loan for? Um, uh, no, this is, is a, this is a loan. A loan repayment. Yeah, you know, that's a good question. Would that show up on a credit report? Would it show up on a, – because a, a, typically a business loan does not show up mm-hmm. on either your personal tax returns or your personal credit report. So that's an excellent question. Maybe Stan can answer yeah, that. Yeah, Stan, does, how, how does that show up? Do you know on credit reports? The lender actually agrees because the lender is looking to my company as a source of funds. Mm-hmm. The lender agrees not to report to a credit reporting agency with regard to the seller. Mm-hmm. So it will not affect the seller's credit. Mm-hmm. Well, and, the, and that makes sense because, the, the, because Stan's company is paying the seller and then the seller is subsequently paying the loan. So there isn't, there isn't a, you know, as a lender, we look at your income and we look at your debt. This is not a debt that you would be paying with your normal income from your job or your company mm-hmm. or... Well, well Stan, uh, Stan does, the, does the bank, the lending institution, actually make that payment? How does that work? I mean, or does the money go to the, to the seller and then the seller has to pay the, the loan? It's all handled through long-term escrows, so the seller watches it happen, but does not have to make it happen. Mm, that nice. makes sense. Oh, yeah, that, that that's makes great. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Then I can In, see why they would be comfortable not having to report it to the bureau, because once the bureau would show that you have this big quote-unquote debt, I mean that could drop your score right. tremendously. Well, and Peter, I think I, I mean to me a big part of this um, this tool is that, you know, you and I, you know, we think real estate. We think mm-hmm. residential real estate, mm-hmm. uh, investment property. But I think a big thing here is you could have, because we have properties up in Tahoe where there's a, lot of, there's a lot of personal property as well. I mean, you said, you know, you could have paintings. You could have very valuable paintings. Oh, and yes. So you could liquidate all of that included in a property or without the property, as long as you've got the value there to mm-hmm. meet Stan's guidelines, mm-hmm. and you could avoid, assuming you want to sell these items, and you will have a cost basis on them, you could avoid the tax, you could uh, um, push the taxes off to another time. De- uh, the 30 years Defer from now, the would taxes. Be, that, that would be like from the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and so what Stan just said is, is, to me, is a big point, is the seller doesn't, Stan's company is not paying the seller, you know, writing him a check or yeah. sending money into his bank account, and then he turns around and pays it. 
Stan's company is effectively just paying the lender right. direct. Right. And and the the seller just watches it happen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a great process and I can see why uh, everybody would look at this and say, you know what, there's a pretty good assurance the money's going to keep flowing. And, and this is a classic example of the IRS put that out there. Stan fell upon this years ago, and it's a very viable tool. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a financial tool. Stan, do you have a lot of competitors doing the same thing that you know of? Not really. The, uh, not as a business as we, have, as we do it. Uh, I know of uh, one instance because it was described in an IRS chief counsel memorandum in which someone set it up to do it as a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone else has yet achieved a relationship with a lender so they can make it a business. Stan and Jamie, this is an awesome program. And you know what I'd love to do is make a TV commercial and put you on late-night television. <laughs> so when I'm up all night, I can watch you guys and talk about this. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's a great program and uh, great great stuff for our listeners to, to think about. I have uh, some more questions, but our time is running fast. We have to take one more break. But when we come back, I want to talk about more about what kind of people can take advantage of this program and, of course, the costs to do the program and finally how to reach you guys so please hang on we'll be back with more on nevada real estate radio after this message sage international incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies information education tools resources and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Buying investment real estate is a big decision. Getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com, and that's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-H-U-L-B-E-R-T.com, or call 775-284-1922. This is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. Thank you. Caliber Home Loans, located at 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada, 89509. This is Jamie Cook from MC Squared Well Solutions. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he is a phenomenal host, knows his stuff, and I enjoy listening all the time. Peter Padilla is a great host on Real Estate Radio. I enjoyed being on his show. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Good day to tune into our show because we are talking about a new, kind of a new technology in a way, without having technology involved in it. It's a new technology in the way that you protect your wealth. I mean, how many times have you thought about the day when you can sell that big piece of real estate, make a good profit, take the money to the bank. Uh oh, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. You gotta talk to the tax man first. Yeah. Taxes. It's your favorite uncle. I mean, come on. I mean that's <laughs> what, twenty percent, maybe thirty percent? You know, you sell a property for 
you know, just the round numbers, $100,000, and you only have seventy left, that doesn't make you quite feel so good, you know, because you've got other expenses involved. And then if you're high net worth and you're talking about the sale of a million-dollar property, wow, then you're losing a couple hundred thousand, maybe 300000 It just doesn't seem fair. Now, I know there are other ways that some people, some investors, deal with their tax issues, like a 1031 exchange, as we've had uh, other guests on the show before talking about those transactions, but that requires you to buy another property. I mean, what happens when you're kind of done buying properties? You've had a lot of properties. You want to liquidate, and now again you're faced with the taxes because the 1031 exchange requires an exchange. It means something else. We're talking about now a program called Monetize Installment Sales where, in fact, you get almost all of the money up front but in a really unusual way, and you don't pay taxes on it right at that point. They're deferred again for up to 30 years. Great strategy. Jamie Cook, you introduced me to this a couple of weeks ago when we first met was I as excited then as I am I now? I think so. Yeah, that's yeah. why we're on. That's, I, and that's why I got you in here, right? I bumped a few people to get you <laughs> that's in. That's right. This that's is, right. This is awesome. I, you know, and I asked this earlier in the show about this being legal in all fifty states, and of course, Stan says, of course it's legal. It's part of the federal tax code. But you know, it just sounds so damn good. I think once they get explained, it's it's pretty simple. Basically, you're getting a loan, and loans are not taxable. That's mm-hmm. pretty simple investment mm-hmm. strategy. Lou, you're a lender. Um, what do you think? Well, it definitely is a is a different way of looking at things, and and I think that once you you know I'm, most people will research something after they hear about it, and you know I'm I'm sure that's part of what Jamie deals with in in helping people understand that this is. An, a transaction that the IRS recognizes in a certain way, and it's be, apparently been in the tax code for many years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think anybody that is going to need to do their research and be comfortable with it. But, I mean, you know, we've only been here for a short time today talking about it. And by the way, Peter, thank you for not bumping me off <laughs> to get Jamie on today. Um, but, but you know, you you hear about it and you start asking questions, and it really does make a lot of sense. It does. It does, and it just goes to show that it. Why do smart people seem to be more successful than those that are not very smart? It's the knowledge. I mean, this is knowledge that uh, is brand new to many of us. Uh, I'm still still kind of going through it, but uh, it looks to me like it's a great tool until it lasts. I just have one question, Stan. Um, with an LLC and multiple partners, is yes. there is there a way to split that? Right now I've got a, a partnership where one person – wants to sell for cash and the other two would prefer to go forward obviously the tax law doesn't allow us to do that is this a way to um is there a way to do that in within this um within this yes yes there is and that situation often arises and it's permissible because an installment contract can be for the purchase of an LLC interest or it can be for the purchase of an interest in the real estate which the LLC owns. So either way, it can be done as a fractional interest. It does not have to be done for the entire LLC or the entire property. Okay, could could all three parties, in this case three parties, take advantage of that? and then two parties take the proceeds and reinvest and the other one put it in their pocket and still be able to split the taxes? 
Yes, because each one could be could receive his or her own monetization loan and use the loan proceeds how that person chooses. They do not have to do the same thing. Great. So it's not like a 1031 where you have to move all of everything forward at once or together no. within the LLC. No. It, it almost sounds like that would be three separate transactions. It can be done that way. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So um, during the break, uh, and I, I share this with my listeners because we, it's kind of funny. During the break, we have some of the best conversations. <laughs> and during the break, of course, we're doing technical work, so we're not really in our, in our um, uh, studio session, uh, so to speak. But there was discussion about the lender that you use, Stan. I'm curious to know, too, uh, are these institutional lenders that, that exercise these kinds of programs? Are, is, the government, is there a government entity involved? Where does that money come from? Are they private investors? It has to be a non-bank lending institution because the banks under the Dodd-Frank regulations cannot make 30-year unsecured loans. So it has to be non-bank funding. Mm -hmm. And we use and work with a regional lender in the Northwest who has been in business for a couple of decades or so as a commercial mortgage lender but they have set up an affiliate to do these mm-hmm. as um, uh, their 30-year loans, unsecured loans. Yeah, you know, I've had people ask me whether we do unsecured loans when I was in the mortgage industry, and, uh, you know, I didn't know anybody that do, did unsecured loans. Lou Carr, you're in the loan business, Summit Funding, and you know anybody else that's doing unsecured loans? I thought you were, Peter, but <laughs> apparently not. I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy, that's right. No, I'm not aware of anybody that will do 30-year, 15, anything in the – residential commercial lending arena no jamie cook is here and she is with mc squared wealth solutions Uh, jamie this is probably just one of the tools that you use to help your clients that's right there's there's many tools out there and um, working with business owners i work with real estate investors and professionals and there's kind of two sides of the coin one you can talk to people about taxes and, you know, you can see their face uh, just cringe sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the other side is what do they do on, on the investment side or how do they expand their wealth or pass it on or do estate planning. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a combination. I truly love this. I was reminded of another case that I was working on that this would be a great fit. They own a software company that's tied with real estate and he's one of five partners and so they could uh, segregate this, and he could do the monetized installment sell, and the other four guys can continue on doing business, and he's off to enjoy retirement. Monetized installment sales. Do you ever put on any events that the general public can uh, gather at to hear you speak and see more about the presentations? Sure. So there's a vetting process that we kind of go through, so make sure that you have a property to sell or you're in the business and you want to help some of your clients so you would get in touch with me at jamie j-a-m-i-e at mc squared well solutions or mc2ws.net i have a toll-free number 888-825-3001 i'll get your information and i'll get you access to a webinar that we do stan if somebody wants to reach you Yes, anyone is welcome to contact Jamie. Uh, Also, they can contact uh, Escrow Collateral Corp. through our website, which is the letter S, C-R-O-W, and then the word collateral.com. And then our toll-free number is 866-345-7561.
I always like going to the university when I have guests like you and Jamie on because I'm learning something new. I wonder if I can get any course credits for this radio show today. <laughs> Could I get something? Time. You submitted it. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> anything. <laughs> I'll give you credit, Peter. Oh, thank you, Lou. <laughs> Lou Carr. Lou, you're the branch manager at Summit Funding here in northern Nevada, Sparks, Nevada. A uh, lot of activity going on in real estate, I know, at your office. The activity is very high. Our, our leads are up um, month over month this year. Uh, we just uh, People seem to be finding homes and getting into contracts, so we are doing a lot of business. Mm-hmm. As we've talked about before, interest rates are excellent. Uh, it's just a great time to buy, and there seems to be a lot of excitement in the younger crowds, mm-hmm. uh, the millennials, as we've talked about several times on the show. Yes. Things about millennials now that are saying maybe they do want to buy houses more. Maybe they're not so much as renters' markets. There's still some uh, uh, discussion on that. We heard something at the Investors Club last week that was very, very positive about the millennials, although some of the people there were looking at me saying, huh, what? You know, they're not, maybe it's not hitting them yet. But yeah, good things. And uh, you look, you've got to get pre approved if you're fi- looking to buy any real estate, Lou. That's Correct. the most important thing people need to remember. To get ready to get out to shop, you've got to make sure your finances are in order. You're the man to talk to. What's the best way to reach you? Hi, this is Lou Carr, branch manager at Summit Funding Incorporated in Sparks, Nevada. My office phone number is 775-626-0775. My cell number is 775-771-4505. Our address is 5931 South Los Altos Parkway, Suite 105 in beautiful Sparks, Nevada, 89436. Our branch NMLS number is 1042857. Summit Funding's NMLS number is 3199. And my NMLS number is 258750. My email address is LCARR at SUMMITF. U-N-D-I-N-G dot net. That's Lcar at summitfunding.net. I do loans in California and Nevada, and we are an equal housing lender. This is Lou Carr at Summit Funding, Inc. Call or text 775-771-4505. Thank you very much. All right, Lou, we got that information on our website, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Make it easy for people to find you. Now, there are some people I know that when they call Lou, Lou says, sorry, can't get you a loan. You had issues about a year ago, or there's a credit issue, other issues that maybe are keeping some buyers, potential buyers, from becoming owners of investment property. Well, in that case, I always refer them to Dave Washburn from Socotra Capital. Dave, hope you've enjoyed being on the show with us today. I have. This has been an exciting topic. That hard money, you can make the decisions fast, and you can get those loans funded quickly as well. Why don't you give us your contact information in case anybody wants to reach you? The best way to reach me is my direct line, 775-420-4990, and I'll be happy to chat with you about any of your real estate needs. John Spinola, Atlas Red Realty, has also been with us. Tell us a little bit about that office. It's a investment office, although we do do single families and we try to help people um, mm-hmm. expand. We always figure that their first uh, home that they own is going to be their first investment property in a few years. Somebody wants to reach you, what's the best way? 
3000 Very good, and we'll look forward to talking with you again soon. Jamie Cook has been with us as well. She's with MC Squared Wealth Solutions. This has been a lot of fun. Your associate from Idaho call in. Stan, hope it was good for you too. Thank you. You can't get to the point where you're using a monetized installment sale until you actually buy property. I think that's one (laughs) of the first processes. So what kind of recommendation would you give to anybody in today's environment? Let's start with you, Jamie, that are thinking, maybe is this the right time to get started? What do you think? Well, absolutely. you got to get qualified if you're going to be a buyer. It looks like we have some experts here that can help them in that area. Real estate's always been a great investment. You know, it's a hard asset, whether mm-hmm. it's a, your home or it's an investment piece of property. It's great to be in America owning real estate. Dan, any thoughts for our listeners that are thinking about pulling the trigger on a real estate deal? Well, I'm not a real estate expert. Uh, my field is uh, buying and selling capital assets, usually with, with uh, tax problems. And all of your other guests are the experts. What well, Once they have a deal, then we can help on the tax side. I respect that. Thank you very much, Stan. I appreciate you being on the show today. Maybe you'll call in again sometime down the road. Thank you very much. And I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in as well today. This is Peter Padilla at Nevada Real Estate Radio. If you have any questions about our show today or you have any questions about needing a great expert to, con- to deal with one of the elements you're looking at on a real estate transaction, you can call me and guess what? It's on the house. No charge. 775-223-3428 and visit NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Tell your friends, your family, your loved ones to tune in again next week. Same time. Same station for Nevada Real Estate Radio. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.